welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, with Mystic Daddy Juan and No Nutshot Nina, and yours truly, Motivated Let's get on with this shit. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday, March 10th. Before we get started, let's go over some of the things happening in our lives. First, babe, what do you have going on? Yeah, as of the first, I started my dream job uh, working for the wedding planner that I've been... Did I say this actually last week? Work is work. Work is work. It's going really great. I just got done with a big, fat Greek wedding last weekend. But don't you worry... I got caught up on the fights on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Juan? Uh, last week I said I might be going to Puerto Rico. I am now not going because <laughs> because too many people who said that they were going to go just Damn. They decided not to. Juan shooting shots. Yeah, oh, yeah. snap. On the podcast. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely going to hear up. about it. <laughs> All right. And for me, I just completed Cyberpunk. So I'm feeling a little empty. It's almost like finishing a series on Netflix, if you know what I mean. Um, So I'm going to be filling that vacancy with UFC 4. So if anybody wants that quick ass whooping, DM us with your gamer tag on PS4. Um, But enough of that. Moving on to meme of the week, we have at Steopic underscore Calabib with his take on the Aljo DQ. Please support his page and give him a follow. Now, off to Juan for a No Name of the Week. No Snap. Name of the Week is Amanda Limos with the uh, dismantling of ranked opponent uh, Liva, Liva uh, Souza by uh, complete domination and ending with a TKO in the first round. Congratulations. Also, the former No Name of the Week, Euros Medic, uh, destroyed his opponent and Casey Kenny did not... Uh, Throw enough calf kicks against Dominic Cruz, which uh, was a pretty close fight, but wasn't enough to get him W. If anyone needs to know how to beat Dominic Cruz, throw calf kicks. Throw, throw. Don't even throw it. Put your leg out. <clears throat> yep. Just go run into out. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With and his footwork. I would. Me and Juan were just like, "What the fuck?" Which I get it. It's kind of hard. <sighs> it's hard to do it whenever they're right there in front of you and like you're kind of phased, phased. But still, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent first before we move on, babe. Okay. He was he was whiffing every single shot he tried to land on Dominic Cruz up top. I don't think he missed but maybe three leg kicks the entire fight. But he had like 40 missed punches. I will say every single combo should have ended or started with a leg kick. Yeah. So I, I was just like, what the fuck is going Like, why is this corner not like... What are you doing? Throw nothing but leg kicks. They're all landing. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I was... I'm fine. I'm not upset. I was upset before. He's just an idiot. I'm moving on. I was also going to say, you know how he does those little segments where he, like, breaks down and shows, like, people mm-hmm. the moves yeah, yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. That'd be funny if they're like, this is how you defend against... <laughs> yeah. And then everyone was like... Learn it. Man, <laughs> he knows someone how, needs to. Yeah, someone. he needs to know how to Learn fucking, it, brother. like, check it. Whatever. I'm, I'm over <laughs> it. I'm done. 
Dominic Cruz, we love your tattoos. Come on the show. <laughs> we love to hate your tattoos. That was a Nina statement. <laughs> no, no chat. Nina yeah. coming in hot. Mm-hmm. So now off to Nina with the MMA Minute. Okay, cool. So first off, we found out right after the show from last week started that both Junior Dos Santos and Alistair Overeem have been released from their UFC contracts. We'll try to virtually hand you some tissues to wipe up your tears Rip. from this one. Um, both men etched their name into history from the UFC. Junior um, being a former champion and Alistair having won every conceivable belt besides actual UFC gold. To them, we want to say a special thank you and wish them the best wherever their future takes them. Um, on to the next topic, we have um, Atman Azaitir contents of what was in that bag that he was scaling down the building for, and it was, drumroll please, <laughs> um, potatoes, yep. according to his manager, Ali Abdel Aziz. slang for something? Slang for heroin or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. That motherfucker scaled down a building. For some potatoes? He could literally order potatoes and yeah. the UFC would be like... Here. Potatoes. <laughs> it was Abu Dhabi. Like they, they don't have room service in Abu Dhabi? I'm sure if he was just like, hey, you know what? Can you bring me the briefcase? They would have just brought him the briefcase. So, I, ain't nobody buying potatoes. Whatever, Ali. You fucking lying piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Also, something that happened this weekend, we saw the firing of longtime commentator Dan Hardy for undisclosed reasons. Rumors have it that he got into an argument with a female UFC employee on Fight Island, with Hardy saying that those statements were taken out of context. Me and Andy were talking about this, and I was saying that if they're not disclosing what it is that he said... He absolutely probably said something along the lines of some sexual harassment type of remark, but it was probably so bad that, like, they didn't even want to put it out there for it to be debated. Everyone was like, no, we're just going to fire you right now on the spot. Well, that's Dan Hardy's second, like, um, blunder, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because he went in on, what's the ref? Herb uh, Dean. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went off on him, and... Dana Wyatt had already said after that, like that post fight interview. If there's Not anything, cool. if there's anything said to any of my employees by other employees, you're gone. Yeah, and that's where, in Greg Hardy's defense, he was saying Dan that. Dan Hardy. That's what I said. You said, said Greg. Greg Hardy. Yeah, you said Greg. Okay. Same Not name. Greg Hardy. <laughs> Not Greg Hardy. In Dan Hardy's defense, um, he was like the female part is irrelevant of whatever. That is not sure why that was mentioned. Um, he was saying like it was a comment towards uh, an, another UFC employee. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think the wording is what if it's a female employee, we automatically assume oh well he said some shit. Mm-hmm. So um, he released the post uh, today actually a couple of minutes before the show started mm-hmm. where he was just like hey I'm still looking for answers. I'm still trying to contact the UFC to see what what actually I did wrong. 
But he's like, I'm not going anywhere. My YouTube channel's still going on. I still have my podcast. I still have everything else. So mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Just not going to be in the UFC. I mean, he's a very knowledgeable and like a great commentator. <clears throat> but yeah. also, I think like in today's world, you can't just say whatever the fuck you want and yeah. like be expected to have no consequences. So if it was bad enough to get fired like that, that yeah. quick, like that, what else? It was like he was taken off of commentating and something else yeah i mean he had he had like pretty much all the jobs and a ufc commentating job that is like the pinnacle because you're at the desk you're talking all the time yeah so i mean you're talking about like seven eight hours every week if you get that gig that you're being exposed to the public so that's free publicity right there so getting fired from that job i mean dustin poirier wants to be a commentator Mm -hmm. uh Michael Chiesa wants to be a commentator. Yeah. Michael Bisping took it took him eight years to become a commentator. Yeah. So for him to like that's what I'm saying. Like this job is not I mean, honestly, that's what makes me think that it probably was something inappropriate mm-hmm. to a I mean, woman. It, yeah. It you might know, very well be. But yeah. anyway, I kind of am like, it doesn't really matter at this point. The public doesn't need to know every single thing, so it's up no. for debate. But mm-hmm. like, don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. Probably is what it comes down to. <laughs> Um, All right, and then for my last bit of news, we have finally confirmed that Zhang Weili and Rose Namahuanas has been set for UFC 261 on April 24th, which is such an exciting fight to look forward to. Zhang Weili. Zhang Weili. All right, and that's it for this week's MMA Minute. Over to Mr. Motivated himself for this week's Over Under. Now we have the resurrection of my picks in hand with me going 3-0 and last week. If Aljo can claim that win, so can I, motherfuckers. Oh my gosh. And now I am sitting at 11-6 and six for the weason. Weason? Oh. For the weason. And the weason is you. Oh God. So yeah. <laughs> so for that, uh, thank you, Aljo. Um, for this week, I have the return of Leon Edwards going up against the always game Bilal Muhammad, which picked up this fight on four weeks notice after that war he was in. Um, Leon is coming in at favorite at minus 210 and Bilal at plus 250. Even though I love Bilal and I'm rooting for him, Leon is looking fit. So I'm picking him. Um, and then for the underdog of the week, we have Johnny Ray Rodriguez going up against Ronnie Yaya at plus 310 and minus 260, respectively. I don't know enough about these fighters to warrant those kind of odds, so I'll be picking Johnny for this week's underdog. Um, that's it for this week's over-under. Please be sure to gamble responsibly, or else you will pull out edibles instead of your ID while getting pulled over for nearly hitting a gas tank. Now, off to Nina for It's Time. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. You're welcome. After last week's craziness with that illegal knee of Piotr stopping the fight over Aljo and losing his belt, what is your biggest takeaway from that fight? Um, so, <sighs> as a champion, you should know what a downed opponent is regardless um so that's that's one of my biggest that's one of my biggest uh 
Like pet peeves. Yeah, pet peeves with that. You should know. You should know as a champion. Also, with Mark Smith, he shouldn't have waited to make the decision if the fight was going to be over um, until he saw if Sterling was going to recover or not. Yeah. It should have been an instant or DQ because not only was that a really, really bad knee, but it was a very obvious down opponent illegal yeah. knee. So it's just like if... If you're giving that, um, if you're giving that time and you're giving that kind of prerequisites that, um, oh, I'm talking to you right now. If the opponent is down, if the opponent is down, then you should not throw knees. The the, yeah. the ref the ref talks to them in the locker room before that, so it should be an instant DQ, and he shouldn't have waited. Um, so that's my second biggest pet peeve for that. And then my third is that Sterling needs to stay off social media. <laughs> uh, he's not helping himself. He didn't help himself with that post-fight interview. He didn't He didn't need to do that. He should have just taken the W and walked away. Immediate, the first thing he should have said to anybody, and the only thing is, yes, I'm down for the rematch. Dana White, tell me when. Like, that's it. Then game over, rematch. Yeah. Um, for me, it was just everybody took an L on that. Yeah. The division took an L because now we have to have this rematch. Piotr took the L because he was winning that fight and he was going to win that fight. And Aljo took an L because he just can't keep his mouth shut. Just mm-hmm. like, bro, you got, you got it. So fine. Just shut up. Yeah. Like nobody thinks you're the actual champ. Yeah. So why even put that out there like that? And the thing is, like, he went all saying, like, oh, Piotr Jan is a paper champ because of blah, blah, blah. Now look at you. And it is what it is. I mean, uh, Jan deserved to lose that belt because of the illegal strike. So it, it is what it is. But you can't be doing some Greg Hardy bullshit. Greg. Greg Hardy. <laughs> yeah, you can't be doing that kind of bullshit when you're a champion. Yeah. Like, that is absurd. So that's... But besides all that, the biggest L of all, I think, is Mark Smith being, hey, can you still fight? Like, what the fuck was this clown doing? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't... At this point, say, for example, Aljo's winning the fight. He's winning everything, and he's and he's gonna win, Right. Let's put it in that perspective. Mm-hmm. And Jan lands the knee. Is is at that point Aljo not going to be significantly like altered? It's going to change the fight. It's going to change the whole view of the fight. So it's one of those things where it's just like it happens so often where there's an illegal something that happens in one of those fights where it has to be an automatic point deduction no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then whenever it's an illegal strike, it should be a DQ. Yeah. Because... Why even have the rules at that point? Yeah. Make it a fucking pride fight. And that's what I think a lot of the argument is. It's just like, yeah, let's let's let those things be legal. And at first I was really against it because it's like there's rules for a reason. But now the more I see it, it's just like the refs are not adequately equipped to, to, make, those to make those judgments. It's almost like, yeah, no, fuck it. Let's go Mortal Kombat on this shit. Uh, I don't think that's the answer. I don't but, think that's the but, answer. 
do you not think that if it were all legal, like whatever, whatever it was, there would be no like, oh, I, I had my back turned. It was an illegal punch or, oh, like I was down or, oh, and then you wouldn't have, it would be a not like Mark Smith would be a no factor in terms of swing the fight one way or another. No, the, no, because at that point you're just rather than having good overall refs in the UFC, what you're enabling is bad refs to be in the UFC because all rules all rules are thrown out the window. So because there's no rules, anybody could ref. I if if there was actually no rules for me to follow, I could go in there and be like, okay, I think he's done. After taking like 500 shots, like, but also so, again on Mark Smith, that um, Euros Medich fight, that guy absorbed 30 mm, punches mm. after getting put down. Uh, it was, but, but in your, but in your, in your world, that's legal. That's fine. Uh, uh, but until but, until but, pretty much the fighter is dead. But that's what you're saying. At that point, I wouldn't be talking about Mark Smith, would I? It wouldn't be an but issue. because, but no. So it's almost like no. you have to handicap. So I'm not saying that I'm in complete agreement. The rules are there for a reason. It's for the fighter's health. But it's almost like. I think what you're trying to say is that if you're going to have rules, they have to be enforced. And if you're not going to enforce the, the rules, then what is the point of the rules? It mm -hmm. might as well be anarchy, kind of like you're saying. Yeah. And so if the ref is not going to be the one to enforce the rules, then who the fuck is? The, uh, yeah. Because the doctor is not going to call the fight. He can say, yes, he's okay to fight on mm. or no, he can't any mm. longer. Mark Smith should not have waited on the doctor to give his opinion on if Aljo could have kept yeah. going on. He should have just called it right then because we were talking a little earlier too about like, I don't think he was consulting the doctor necessarily on if he should keep on fighting or not. It was more like he was thinking out loud when he whispered and said to him, he did this intentionally this isn't illegal, whatever. But like that's you said it yourself, so you said bro. It. You so said it. go ahead yeah. and do your job and call it right then and there. Yeah. It's just that if Dana's not gonna enforce the fight rules in the ring, mm. like somebody has to. Otherwise, what the fuck? And that's no where... one should listen to the rules anyways, then. So it could get I mean And even in the post fight press conference, it was uh, a member of the Russia media where they were like did you see the strike? Did you think it was illegal? Mm -hmm. And Dana was like, oh, I saw the strike and it was illegal as fuck. And it was a big hit. It yeah. wasn't, oh, like, yeah, he might have over embellished afterwards. He was yeah. definitely acting afterwards. But that hit landed and it landed right on the temple. He so, was acting so that somebody would call the fight, which they should have done. They should have done from the Whether he was hurt or not. Yeah. So it, it was just. It's unfortunate on all sides yeah. of the coin. I think now it's just like, okay, well, fuck it, forget about it. It is what it is. Rematch. But then Aljo just goes in, does post-fight press conference, poses with a belt, mm -hmm. also poses against Henry Cejudo after the fact, and then starts doing all this other bullshit. Lame. It's like, why? Why? Yeah. So whenever I saw that Henry Cejudo thing, I interpret that differently than everybody else. 
Henry Cejudo is not going to come back instantly for Sterling. And I think even Sterling knows that. I think his whole team knows that. I think everybody in the UFC knows that. Sterling is not the one that Henry Cejudo would come back for. Mm -hmm. That being said, he knew that. So he was just... He was just stating the fact, Henry Cejudo, if you want it, you can get it too. Like, I am, I, I think he was just saying, I am down for that. Overall, before and after that, he said the right, the, the right match after that is an instant rematch overall. I think I would have done somewhat, well, first of all, I would have stayed off social media, so yep. that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but if I did get on social media, I would still be like, all right, even though I didn't technically win that fight as far as like on my own doings, yeah. I am still technically the champ and being who I am, anybody can get got. Like anybody can do it. So Including myself. Yeah, I can get me <laughs> with an illegal knee. So I interpreted that differently. And um, just going back to the whole ref thing, the answer is not and should never be oh, let's loosen the rules for the refs. The answer should always be uh, enforce the rules and add more rules because we're in there to make sure everybody To protect is, those fighters yeah, and yeah, to yeah. keep it a clean sport. So you can kind of put that on two people, Dana White yeah. and the commissions, mm -hmm. uh, state commissions. They need to make sure that the refs are doing their job mm -hmm. and they understand the rules. If it's an illegal strike, obviously there's some kind of leeway there. So, for example, the Usman versus Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington was arguing that uh, a strike landed on the back of the head. I agree that at least one of those strikes landed on the back of the head, but they were unintentional. Mm -hmm. And like it, it just happened because of the position that they were in. Yeah. I just think it's also some kind of bullshit, too, that, like, Dominic Cruz can say, I don't want Keith Peterson to ref for me and have such a stink when Keith Peterson called the fight when it when he saw fit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then you can't do it opposite, really. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be like, no, that guy should always be calling these fights and he never does. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if it's up to the fighters to pick and choose who's mm -hmm. looking out for them, like... Of course, they're going to be a little biased. It would be they... like uh, the Floyd, Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather with his ref. Yeah. He's had the same ref in every single one of his so matches. So it's like, okay, then, okay, so we're just not playing fair. That's what is to be understood. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we're being somewhat safe with having some mm -hmm. kind of rules and, like, sometimes people follow them. But you're right, the commission and Dana aren't enforcing it or, like, consequences for the ref so they're yeah. not gonna they're gonna just leave it up to their best judgment everyone's a little different and it's just unfortunate that sometimes you're gonna get the bad you know like you're mm -hmm. gonna have everyone's had everyone has a bad day that's totally fair but like the fact that mark smith even refed for a second fight on this card was absurd like they've done that before where they've pulled a ref after the first fight that he did poorly on the card and then didn't have him ref again mm -hmm. Like, there was no, there's no consequences for them. And it's not their fault. Like, you don't blame a kid when they steal car keys and drive off a cliff. Like, you mm -hmm. blame that parent. Like, mm -hmm. why are you letting your kid drive, like, yeah, you know, at all? Mm -hmm. But, ugh. But yeah, L's all over, sour taste in the mouth. Like, yeah. that should ruin the rest of the... 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was still thinking, like, what the fuck happened? Oh, yeah. It the entire rest of the card. It 100%, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say ruined, but it, it was still in the back of my head, like, mm-hmm. stole wow, the show. that really just fucking happened like that. That's it's, what we're all talking about. We're not talking about the other champions who held their title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you know, Jean and Amanda defended their respective belts this past weekend. Both of those performances, I'm sorry, out of both of those performances, which one were you the most impressed with? For me, it had to be, as dominant as it was for Amanda, it wasn't surprising. Yeah. Um, it was um, Izzy's performance, mm-hmm. with a caveat. So you got to understand that Jan, who was the underdog coming in, mm-hmm. has been underdog for all of his previous fights, mm-hmm. went in... Getting thought <clears throat> by everybody. No, no, no. Go, ahead. go ahead. By everybody saying that Izzy's going to be too fast. And that's where I put the caveat like the weight, changing weight from one way to another in a different division is a 10 pound difference. Yeah. Which hydrated, you're looking at about 20, 20 odd pounds, or you're going to be off. And but, Izzy is a small dude. No, he's he's a big dude. It's just that he's he he is a skinnier, like a leaner, lean man. Yeah. yeah. So he can pack it on if he wants to, but I could tell like the if he packs it on, there's no way he's gonna be as fast. I disagree as he with was. you. Uh, his speed was no factor in his loss. Oh, it wasn't. No, just the weight. But, no, but I'll, I'll let you. Weight. I want you. I want you to continue. So and then I'll talk. The weight <laughs> difference between a middleweight champ and a light heavyweight at that point you're talking about like a 40 pound difference because he came in he, he weighed at 200 who's to say that he wasn't weighing at 200 heavy like he could have been at his heaviest weighing 200 he might have been light or whatever but Jan had a cut to 205 and rehydrated back mm-hmm. and towards the end of the fight you saw with the takedowns you saw with the ground control those pounds weighed in on Izzy Izzy was getting winded after having Jan on top of him so as much as I want to be like, I, I kind of told you so, it's just the weight difference. I think Izzy could win in, not, in light heavyweight. I don't think he can. I think it actually has to be an actual move, not something that he's going to try to maintain the same weight. He, acts, he actually does kind of have to gain. And also on the ground, he didn't do shit. I don't know where his purple belt came from, from jujitsu, but he did not do a damn thing against John. So, there was that, but with all that being said, and as much as I'm hating on Izzy, Izzy went 25 minutes with the man. Yeah. Dominic Cruz, or Dominic Reyes, was swept by him. Yeah. So, it's not like Jan isn't talented or whatever, but also Izzy just being able to hang in there for 25 minutes with the champ, that's that's impressive as well. In a different weight class, being definitely outweighed. There's no way that Jan didn't have at least like a 25, 30 pound difference on him. Right. So for me, the most impressive thing, even though he took the L, has to be Izzy for me. Yeah. Um, and as far as impressive, um, even though we expected Amanda Nunes to win, mm-hmm. I didn't expect her to win that fast. I didn't like... Mm-hmm. I. She's been out for a minute. Megan Anderson is a very tall person compared to uh, mm-hmm. Amanda mm-hmm. Nunes. And um, 
she does have a bit more power than the rest of the division um, compared to, well, yeah, compared to the rest of the division. So I still think Amanda Nunes was the most impressive. But going to your take on um, Izzy and Jan real quick, his speed was not a factor. What was a factor was um, Jan's, how many strikes Jan was throwing compared to um, Izzy. And then his feints. Well, he ate that feint. <laughs> uh, um, and then his ground game uh, against Izzy. Izzy was throwing a lot of feints. Izzy wasn't throwing a lot of strikes. He was picking his strikes. So his, but whenever he was throwing his strikes at the same time as Jan, he was beating Jan to the strike every time. So his speed wasn't a factor. It was the amount of strikes that he was throwing. He, I'm sorry, the amount of strikes he wasn't throwing and um, his ground game. Um, Jan is a very impressive champion, especially mm -hmm. coming from where he did almost losing his career mm -hmm. in the UFC to being a very dominant champion. And I would love to see where his career goes um, with Glover and then even after Glover. Uh, but with, with Amanda Nunes, she... She cleared out a whole division. A whole, whole division. Whole division. A whole division with eight fighters in it. It's a whole division. It's a yeah, whole division. That's fair. And um, I think another thing that we uh, I forgot to write into the show was just how biased the commentary was. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things that like Joe and DC were like, Oh, he's reacting to all these faints. I, he's in trouble. He's reacting to these faints. And it's just like, a faint is not a fucking throw. It's not yeah. anything. It's like, cool, I get it. He's in danger because he's reacting. But also, there has to be follow-up with the faint. It was like a faint and then... I, but I think that's what they were expecting. Now, granted, they could have... It was kind of an unequal um, amount of talking. Like, they were hyping up Izzy more than they were Jan, even though Jan was landing more. But I think it was just because Izzy's strikes were landing cleaner as far as, like, the style and, like, um, how they looked. Um, Jan was just throwing strikes, but they were landing. Yep. Um, Izzy, I, I think it's nicer or it's more appealing to see a very clean striker than it is a wild striker at times, and that's why they were doing it. That's why they were talking that way. Hmm. Granted, they should they should have looked at the numbers and been like, "Oh, Jan is out striking him." I mean, yeah, he would like. Do I agree with the scorecards the way they were? Not exactly. I thought it was a three-two fight, four-one. It was very close. There was no but, ten eights. But, no, ten no, eights. there was no ten eights. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. It was a ten-nine. It is what it is. It's a ten-nine though, but like. If you look at the numbers, Jan won the first, Jan won the second, Izzy won the third, Jan won the fourth, Jan won the fifth. Mm -hmm. I thought the first round was relatively close. But then, like, the second one, I thought Jan won. And mm -hmm. then the third, clearly Izzy won. Mm -hmm. But then the third and fourth, so it's like, with the commentary, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, no, they're clear, like, he's clearly winning. And it's like, no, he's very clearly not. Like, yeah. like how do you clearly know... When I'm watching the same fight and I don't even know. Right, right, right. So it's just like, yeah, cool. You have fucking 
10 years on MMA experience more than I do, but I'm watching the same fucking fight. Yeah. It's close as shit. Yeah. Like, leading up into it, whenever it was the fourth and fifth fight where Jan actually got the takedown and he had ground control, I was like, oh, he's going to win this because of that. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the fuck first, second, and third was definitely Izzy's, but mm-hmm. I don't know about that first and second round. It was a very close round. And but, it's like, nobody ever really truly knows. Commentators don't know. Yeah. Like, viewers don't really know mm-hmm. why things are scored the way that they're scored. Mm-hmm. So. Well, judges is a whole other issue. Yeah. Like, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Those two like, though, they were belligerent. Somebody gave the 10-8 to the 4th and 5th round. That's where I'm like, what? Yeah. So, I don't know. But it's just such a giant overhaul. They need to fucking get on with it. Um, along with this line of thought... Um, the PFL has also um, joined in partnership with Verdict MMA. So they'll have live scoring throughout the fight. Cool. So you'll see 10 nines and the fighters will see 10 nines. Mm-hmm. And also the Verdict scorecard will be shown to show what the public views the fight being. Cool. So that's going to be really fucking I cool real time. What do you mean? Will the judges not be... I think they're still going to be judging. It's just going to be real time. So the, the but judges... No, what I think, I'm saying is the judges should not have access or they should not be able to like see influence. the public. I don't think opinion. they will. I think they'll submit their own and then the um, the public scorecard will still be there. I don't know how but, all right. influential or whatever it So this be. is why I'm saying. Even mm-hmm. if I am a judge in the mm-hmm. third round and I have it... Or, and I look up and I see the public thinks that uh, that the first two rounds went to one fighter. Mm-hmm. I am going to be more biased in thinking that that third round is going to also go to this in the middle of the fight. In the in the middle of watching the third Maybe round, it won't be you. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm. I'm thinking for. it'll just be the things that are being shown to the fighters will just be the ju- the judges scores mm-hmm. and then after the fact it'll sh- or it'll show it only to like whatever but not to the fighters and not to the judges what the public views it as mm-hmm. we'll see and we'll see how but we'll see i'm very excited regardless yeah that's, scoring, that's very good is very yeah, yeah. essential and makes fights oh like you are no longer you can no longer be surprised what you're winning or losing by and it also makes it like fucking go. Can we talk about? Uh, we are way past it, but okay. but um, Peter uh, Piotr raising mm-hmm. his hand at the end. Oh of, yeah, that was so weird. Like he raised his hands. Now he said in the post fight interview that he thought that was gonna be a no contest, but even then, but still, yeah, <laughs> yeah no. you don't. Whatever. Piotr needs to start Whenever learning. Whenever you said that, it just yeah. reminded me. And Piotr <laughs> needs to start learning some English. Jean Weili can do it. Bet your ass you can fucking do he it. Does, he does. I mean, I'm sure he has someone writing it for him, but he does well on Twitter. Uh, yeah, no, Twitter. <laughs> this this, this game, text. this the mouse plan, oh, I kill. Verbatim what he said to Ariel Helwani. So, yeah, he needs to, he needs to get some English lessons because, buddy, like this is not the USSR. You're going to have to fucking figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Da. Da. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, this weekend's main event features the return of Leon Edwards with the late notice replacement of Bilal Muhammad. If either fighter wins, should he be the next one to go against Kumaru? 
for the light, or I'm sorry, for the welterweight belt? Um, I think, I think if Leon Edward wins, it's kind of hard to say, even though that we sh pretty much shat on him all, <laughs> all last all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to deny him of that. But that being said, I think Bilal will need one more fight after Leon in order to get the title. And that's just because of uh, his resume. His resume before um, this fight mm -hmm. is... He's winning his fights and that's great. But also, I think this is his first like really big name that he's, that he's going up against. Now, I want... Um, I want him to win. Um, I think everybody wants Bilal to win. Yeah, I want him to win. We're still shitting on you, Leon. You're not out of the fucking woods just because you've no. got a fight. Um, but I, where you see it as Leon Edwards um, just going in because he's super fit, I think this will be very close. Leon Edwards is not a dominating a fighter. He is a good fighter. He is a good Look fighter. Look what he did to Rafa. He is a good fighter, but he is not. When I, I do not put Kobe is a dominating fighter, even though we we hate him. Mm -hmm. mm. I do not put him in the same category as Kobe Covington. Mm. Okay. So, um, that being said, Bilal has to be a dominating fighter in order to beat this guy. So, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think either of these guys, if they win. Fuck it. Give him to Kamara. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. And it's fresh blood. And guess what? They're the only ones fighting. Yeah. Kobe Covington's playing like the whole, I don't want to fight him. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want the champ. Fuck you. Shut up. You just won against Tyron Woodley after breaking his rib. Mm -hmm. Cool shit. And then we have Jorge Masvidal who hasn't had a top five win. Yeah. So, like, really? We're going to play that game? So, no. If he's going to take a fight on four weeks' notice, mm -hmm. Bilal, and he wins against a top-ranked fucking opponent, yeah. that'll be one more win than Jorge Masvidal. Mm -hmm. So, he deserves it better than him. Mm -hmm. Kobe Cummington, guess what? You actually need a fight if you're a fighter. So, mm -hmm. boom. So, for me, in terms of, like, leading up to our trip going to St. Thomas, we saw that video with Chael Sonnen where he was just like, call a fucking name. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever whenever Ariel and him were having his show, Ariel was just like, what the fuck is going on? Nobody's fucking fighting. They're just playing this, like, no, 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 no. Fight. Mm -hmm. Like, do it. So to see it actually fucking happen, more power to him. Yeah. If, if a 13-ranked fighter goes up against a 3-ranked fighter yeah. and wins yeah. on four weeks' notice, yeah. that motherfucker earns a cookie. Mm -hmm. And that cookie is Kamaru. Mm -hmm. Regardless, yeah, I think that cookie should be money, and I think I think Burns needs a title eliminator fight, and I think Bilal is that. That's also fair, but man, I I the argument against Bilal getting a title shot after doing this, I I just imagine if he goes out there and he knocks out Leon, mm -hmm. how hard is it to deny that man a title shot? Yes. On four weeks notice after being in a war I just don't see it I don't see I don't I see the arguments for him not to have one mm -hmm. and if he goes out there in fashion and performs either one of them 
I say go for it. Especially Leon. I mean, Leon at this point, if he wins, fuck it. But he has to win, and he has to win good. Mm-hmm. With all these motherfuckers just saying, no, I don't want to do him the favor. I don't want to do charity for this other fighter. I don't... I'm only aiming for Kamaru. Like, it's cool for the clout, but mm-hmm. in terms of the rankings for the division, even though they don't mean shit in the UFC, uh-huh. you got to move it along. Yeah. And they're the only ones taking risks. Yeah. Because as much as I give props to Bilal for mm-hmm. taking this on four weeks' notice, Leon could have easily been like, I don't want to fight a 13-ranked no, fighter. No, he can't. Yeah. No, no, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. I mean, he's not ranked. He's not ranked in the top 10. And that was his whole argument the whole time. And that's where Kobe Covington, that was his argument. That's where Jorge Mazadal, that's his argument. It's like, they're not good enough for me now. So all these guys have big-ass heads. Mm-hmm. Get it right. You're in the fucking UFC to fight. The yeah. ultimate fighting championship. Yeah. So, I mean, as as ridiculous as it would be for Bilal to just jump the fucking line. If you're that good, it, then you should be yeah. able to take him I mean, out. No uh, problem. No on four problem. weeks' notice, all props to him. What do you think, Mina? I agree with Andy. I think, like, that is, you have people in a division who don't want to fight because they are too hot to trot. Like, uh -uh. Mm uh-uh. Give it to whoever's willing to put their neck out. Mm -hmm. So. All right. So, since both of y'all said that, I'm still sticking by what I said. Burns Mm -hmm. is looking for, Burns is calling people out on Twitter. Um, So... Now, granted, Twitter is Twitter, and yeah. like you're only doing so much, but no one is also accepting Burns' fight. And Burns is, I, I think no matter what, Kamaru Usman beats Burns, but as far as for the MMA community, so many of them believe that uh, Burns can beat um, Usman. Usman. And if you just lost the title, Apart from Max Holloway and his special circumstance, if you just lost the um, the title, you didn't lose the title, but the fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a title eliminator in order to go back for it. But Law is that guy. I feel That's like Burns fine. I'm needs... just saying, like, if he gets off, if either of them get offered it, take it. Oh, like, for sure. You know what for I mean? Sure. I'm not 100%. saying that maybe they are the first person who deserves it. I'm just saying if they if it's offered, I ain't mad about it at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think if it's offered, I think if you're a 15 guy and mm-hmm. someone offers you a title fight. You just take you it. Just you take just take it. it. Yeah. You just take you it. You take it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think for either of these gentlemen, if they win... Kudos, more power to you, and mm-hmm. I hope you get what, what you yeah. deserve at this point. Moolah. Um, but I mean, Jorge is not a valid contender. The only real person that I think could beat Kamaru is Kobe, but he doesn't deserve it yet. On a good day, I mean, I think it could go either way. I think it could go either way again. So like one I will day see, one but, would win, one day the other. Maybe but man, win. after that fight. Trevor Whitman is really pulling through. I mean, just the jab laying out Gilbert is just insane. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Kamaru's here to stay for a minute, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to, this ball, he'll run through him. Leon mm-hmm. Edwards, he already has one. He's going to run through him again. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, Kamaru's yeah. going to be champ, champ. For a minute. Yeah. So, yeah. Go? Question mark? Oh, <laughs> After he takes a couple more. <laughs> yeah. And that is it for this week's show. If I can say so, I do think it's our best episode yet. 
We wouldn't be here without you. We would love to talk shit with you, hear your thoughts, etc. Juan, tell the people how they can reach us. Hit us up on Twitter at NoNameMMA1. Hit us up on Instagram at no.name.mma.show. And then shoot us an email at NoNameMMAShow at gmail.com. Have a great rest of the week, everyone, from Juan, Nina, and Motivated Andy. Talk to you, talk at you, talk. Uh, talk, <laughs> bye. talk. bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, yeah. Bye, bye, bye. You know what you did, I'm sorry? <laughs>